Um, she requires no introduction, but I'm going to give her a humble one anyway. Uh, she's a self-transformation expert. We're going to find a bit about what that actually means. Uh, she's a fellow podcaster and a fantastic one at that. And that's none other than Sister Layinka Sani. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. How are you doing? Is she okay? Alhamdulillah, I'm very well. Honored to have you on. Likewise, it's lovely to be here. Sakhlah khair. How was the trip down to my humble hometown of Bedford? It was really, really easy. One of the... Easiest and smoothest trips outside of London. Do you think the podcast will go as smooth as that? Inshallah, inshallah. inshallah. Um, look, you know, um, I first came aware of uh, your activities uh, through Honest Tea Talk, mm-hmm. uh, the very famous Honest Tea Talk. Big up to the sisters at Honest Tea Talk, um, and that podcast, mashallah, is doing very well. Um, I would respectfully say, at least on the YouTube platform, it's one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing Muslim podcast. Tell us a bit about how that came about. Huh. So Honest Tea Talk, um, so I don't know if you're aware of or familiar with um, Jada Pinkett Smith's Red Table Talk. No. Okay, I don't know where you've been. But Red Table Talk is where Jada Smith comes with her mum and her daughter and they talk about real raw topics and and they bring guests on to talk about real raw topics. Am I weird for not knowing who Jada Smith is? Will Smith's wife. If I don't know, I don't know. You can't force a man to know, <laughs> Mosin. It's okay if you don't know who Will Smith is. Well, I know who Will Smith is. <laughs> okay, 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 cool. okay, okay, fine. So let's just move on from the fact that you don't know who she is okay. but she brought on, she she decided to uh, start this conversation and and someone thought well, Alia, Alia yeah. said, oh, wouldn't it be awesome to have a Muslimic version of RTT? Yeah. And so she just put it on Facebook and everyone were like, yeah, we definitely need that. Wicked, you know, you should like, you should. And she was like, wait, wait, hold on. I didn't, I didn't say I wanted to do it. I just said, yeah, I'm putting it out there so that someone could take the button and do it. Okay. So she went away. She made istikhara. She called me and she was like, do you want to do this thing? And I'm like, what? Like, this is nuts. Have mm. you seen Jada's setup? Yeah. That's that's so slick and beautiful. Yeah. And where the hell are we going to get the money for that? And she was like, no, we could totally do this. And Allah is able to do this. And Allah is able to make anything happen. And her level of, you know, tawakkul and just yaqeen is like, was just there. there. And you, you can't really back down from the level of yaqeen that she has and so she was like okay and then we were thinking okay so there needs to be at least three of us who do you think we should bring on and there were there were certain criteria that we thought needed to happen uh, needed to kind of be filled for the for the three of us on on the um on the show what kind of criteria in terms of vibing okay um Knowing each other, we all needed to know each other because it would be awkward to yeah, be yeah. having a 
like yeah, real yeah. deep conversations <laughs> with people you don't you know. Don't know yeah. um, and also um, the ability to have conversations without talking over each other and just to, to vibe off each other. So it's not like one person dominating, but it's three people. It's interesting how that has kind of like, because Alia is, she is like the, the face of honesty talk and heck, it was, it was her idea. So yeah. um, we all thought of, we both thought of, Sumeya. So Sumeya was our third. Yeah. And we, we called Sumeya. Sumeya was like, okay, you know, she's really laid back, American. Mm. She's like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, like, let's make istikhara. Now, Alia has this thing, you make istikhara, if you feel like you've got the green light, you move. Yeah. So we made istikhara. We felt like we had the green light. We're like, okay, where are we getting the money for this? Okay. And um, we, subhanAllah, it's like the pieces all fell together. We found the cafe to do it in. Yeah. It was f like it, the, they gave us a great rate. We had time. We found the cameramen. It just, and we only, we said, look, let's just do one episode. Khalas. Yeah, yeah. One episode, yeah. see how it goes. Yeah. And if it does, if it flops, then we could just disappear into the, into the internet and no one would ever know that we flopped at mm. something. Yeah. <laughs> And then when we got to the got to the uh, the cafe, we recorded one episode and we're like, oh, we've got time, you know. Should we do a couple more? So that's when we did. Oh, you banged quite a few out in one go. We did four. Smashed in it. our first day. Inshallah. And we were just like, okay, put it out there, khalas. The four went out, and we were like, <gasps> they did very well. Okay. Very well, um, guys. Um, <clears throat> we kind of need to. <laughs> So we we uh, we mobilized again and recorded the rest of season one, mm. and it took us all by surprise. Subhanallah! It leaves it still. Okay, I'm gonna do my very best not to cry. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm a crier. Listen, the, the tissue is just there. <laughs> I'm a crier, but we got a we got a we got a call like we got an email even just today. Today I read it this morning, saying my life has turned around since I watched that depression episode. Subhanallah. I have never been the same. Okay. Like my life has changed. And I'm so, so we get these emails and we are so overwhelmed. Most people actually don't realize that we're actually like, we don't see how big a deal mm. honest tea talk is and how much of a lifeline for some people it is. Mm. We get messages from people who said, we don't have anyone around us who are Muslim. You're like my sisters. I watch your show like you're in my house. Mm. And That's we have to kind of subhanAllah sit back and, and look at these comments, think, but look at Allah. It's not us. Mm. Look at how Allah has taken something. This is what Alia would say. He took something and he just, like, he spread it further than we can. And we, we look at ourselves and we're like, do you realize that we're sitting on something magnificent here? We, we actually haven't deeped how, mm. how much of a big deal HTT is. In many ways, I'm grateful that Allah has kept us oblivious of how big a deal it is because i feel like there's a, a, th there's a there's a doorway i feel like there's a doorway of kind of becoming bigger than your own boots like uh, mm. look at us kind of thing definitely um and i'm grateful that allah allows us to see it as just for what it is a, mm. a, a setup where sisters come have incredible conversations sometimes for some it's life-changing mm. and for uh, some for us it's just we sit three friends have a cup of tea and talk we literally just put the camera on and talk there's no pre-planning there's no mm. 
like thinking about it. I can't believe what you said. Uh, you know, you know, when we were chatting earlier, I couldn't believe that you said that it's unedited. Every unedited. Not a, sing- not a single thing's cut not off. Not a single thing's cut off. I remember one episode I, I said something about my mum. Okay. And I wasn't entirely sure if she would be happy that I said that for the world to hear. Okay. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, I, yeah, I think it was something along the lines of she stayed for, for us um, in, in her marriage with my father. And I called my mum up afterwards and I was like, this might be the first time that we have to edit something out. But I said this, can you, do you give me permission? Do you give us permission to air it? She was like, yeah, of course, it's good. Let the world Mashallah. know. Smash so that was, that, <laughs> that was the only time that we almost edited something out. Okay. But everything else is... No, no, I have, look, it goes without saying, subhanAllah, uh, honest tea talk uh, is smashing it. May Allah accept it from all the sisters involved, oh, I mean, and, uh, and Allah, the brothers. And the brothers the as well, cameraman. of course. Yes, the camera. Let's not forget the, the, the magician behind the camera. Yeah. And um, it goes without saying that it's success and it's rapid success. It's hard to ignore. Um, and um, it's, it's great content. Um, one of the most popular episodes, however, um, was one on marital intimacy. Yes. Um, I think that's nearing already has hit 2 million views Yes And um, you know it was, uh, it was it was an episode which was being discussed uh, In WhatsApp groups and Telegram groams And, f- and, and Facebook posts Imams 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 Mashaikh Up and down the country So then I decided to watch it Okay So you hadn't watched it before? No I, I okay. wanted to watch it I, I was hearing that Oh there's this no, 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 no. The, the thing about the honest, yeah, I came, I came aware of honest tea talk through that episode. Wow. Because everyone was like, there's this, some sisters got together and they spoke about these issues. I was like, let me watch the episode. So I watched it and I was like, it's, it's an interesting podcast. It's a very interesting episode. And I recall my wife saying to me, um, do you feel that, you know, what would you think? Do you think it's something that should be happening? I was like, yeah, I definitely think there needs to be a space for sisters to be talking about these things. Um, whether I'd feel comfortable about my own wife doing it, um, I don't think I would. Yeah. But at the same time, I know that a conversation like this should be have should be happening. Did you think that it was okay? Like now, I'm like asking the question. Did you think it was? Hey, okay? how are you switching this on me? Like, Sorry, I'm really good at doing that though. But do you think it's okay? Uh, because we've had comments that okay, yeah, 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 we get you could. Yes, definitely talking about these issues. Yes, but should be behind closed doors and not in public. What were your views? <laughs> Sister Lee, because it's coming to my show and sticking it on, man. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm just intrigued. I don't get many like opportunities. This should be that too. Of course, of course. <laughs> to sit and ask a man what um, he thought. Look, I'm going to be, I'm going to be brutally honest with you, Sister Lee Yes. Right. I wouldn't be comfortable with my wife having that conversation on camera. Right? I wouldn't be comfortable with my sisters having that conversation on camera. Mm. But I know that that conversation is an important one. Now, I don't know why I have that. What was what, your discomfort? What was, the, what was uh, uncomfortable about it? Do you want me to be brutally honest with you? Absolutely. I mean, I'm... Wait, 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 when you talk about them kind of issues, right? M- marital intimacy. I don't know how many brothers and men are going to watch that podcast, think about those topics whilst having those sisters on screen. Okay. That's a fair comment to make. And that is my greatest discomfort. Yeah. My greatest discomfort is that my women folk could be discussing this very important topic because it's needed. Uh, there are sisters in the West, especially that are facing various issues in this area, as, as are brothers as well. But the man, them, the brothers are going to be watching it. 
hearing those topics with those sisters' faces on screen. That's mm-hmm. my biggest discomfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and, and do you know what? That's that is a fair point to make. Mm. Um, and what I my my comeback to that is. Alhamdulillah for the conversations that have opened up between spouses because the husband has watched it and he's taken it back to his wife. Alhamdulillah, that's wicked. Alhamdulillah for the marriages that have been saved because of you know this episode. So I, I actually I get what you what you mean and where, where you're going with that and can completely understand. Mm. I also think that these that particular episode. I think what was refreshing about it. One, we kept it kosher halal above board most of the time we did most um, of the time <laughs> and and also i think very few men get an insight into yeah. what women are thinking that there were it was interesting that so many men commented brothers said like i didn't even know like what women are suffering we didn't even know that men women are suffering what women have rights they have rights so we've started a com like we've started raised awareness about something that men took for granted because let's face it intimacy is often seen as we said on the show something that's just the right Met, of a man right so man, yeah. alhamdulillah the conversations were have been started and th- those you know yes okay discuss it amongst your men folk now what are we going to do what do we, you mobilize and do your work that you okay. need to do um but we we gave voice to the women who still write in and say you wouldn't believe what's be- what I've been suffering with. How are the comments coming along? Do you moderate the comments? I yourself? moderate the comments. Uh, so they- anyone who sees that their comment doesn't get approved, it's because I didn't. <laughs> it. Um, I, my thing is come correct. Okay. Don't come with nonsense. I will. I, I allow critique. Yeah, yeah. Um, come with. Uh, Akhlaq, yeah, yeah. Adab. Some people are just so rude. Yeah, yeah, like, like a, soldiers of shaitan. Like seriously, yeah, 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 I, yeah, I, I let those comments go through, and then the the the, the audience can yeah, yeah. get you know, sort them out. So you know, um, Le speaks. Yes, your own podcast that came after Honest Tea Talk, right? Yep. And I believe, please don't don't never go at me. You're on the sixth or seventh episode. Uh, I don't know. Okay, how's that coming along? Huh, okay, so Liyinka Speaks. So I used to have a podcast uh, last year um, that I ran for three years or two years, um, which was called Friday Feelers. And that was where I would bring out a new reminder kind of thing every Friday. So that came before HTT mm. was around. Um, and then I paused it because I wasn't feeling it anymore. And After three years? Yeah, well, if you're bringing out an episode every Friday and I, and I didn't batch create, yeah. so I would... Do it on the fly every single Friday. So I was like, yeah, I'm done. Like, we're done. And I think I evolved. Even my message evolved. My work evolved. um, And and I've developed this persona of just keeping it real, keeping it 100. Honest Tea Talk came and that was just the perfect platform to keep it 100. And so Friday Feelers kind of, we retired it. My team and I, we retired it. And we're like, I actually just want to speak. I just want to speak freely. And I want to speak about what I want to speak about. And if, 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 uh, you know, there is a, a faith or element of that, I will bring that too. Because it's interesting because a lot of my work has actually been expanded to non-Muslims. A lot of non-Muslims um, join my work, but I'm very still fo- form, uh, focused on faith. There's always a faith element. I, I, I always say, 
I can never take Allah out of the equation. I can never take God out of the equation of the work that I do. Absolutely. Because without him, there's nothing. No. Um, and so Alienka Speaks is just where I have a monologue mm. <laughs> for like 10 minutes yeah. on whatever I choose. Wicked. Yeah. So you actually, you, you, you're quite a, 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 a veteran in the podcast scene then, inshallah. I wouldn't say that because I really don't. See, the thing is when my team and I think about Lyinka Speaks, we're not thinking about growing it. Like I'm not anyway. I'm just thinking about speaking. So I don't think about anything else. The numbers, I don't look at the numbers. I don't look at the subscribers. Yeah, yeah. I recently went on to iTunes. I'm like, oh, wow. Like we got five star reviews. <laughs> yeah, like we were like... Far out, that's yeah, yeah, like yeah. amazing so, But I'm not concerned with that I'm just, I just want to talk I'm good at it Is that something that you've been like since day? What, talking? Just talking a lot I used to be a writer more than a speaker Mashallah, same so, I, I, I barely write these days I started, It's, I started it's very sad It is, well, like, I mean, I mean I had, I, the maddest thing is I had writer's block for two years Wrote an article about writer's block And then had writer's block again Should I tell you that I'm one of the I used to be an editor Yeah and I was one of those editors that says that writer's block doesn't exist. Oh, okay, no, it exists. No, it doesn't. Okay, let me rephrase it. Sometimes you just... Just stop. not feeling it. Just not feeling it. That's it. That's, that's what you got to say. And, and lecturing and talking and podcasting is just easier. It's easier. It is because easy, you isn't can it? Yeah. just free flow. You don't have to worry about if the sentence makes sense. Definitely. So obviously, you know, uh, self-transformation, mm. right? I, I know some would say, well, it's pretty self-explanatory, but what does that actually entail? Good question. See, the reason why I have that particular title is to separate myself from coaches and therapists. Because people say, and people still call me a coach. I don't see myself as a life coach. And I'm not a therapist, so I'm not going to help you with, you know, depression and, you know, psychosis and things like that. What about marital issues? I steer away from marital issues because I know also marital coaches. So I always refer people to marital Okay. Uh, Self-transformation in the nutshell, the work that I do is really to support women to come home to themselves. Okay. And through that journey of coming home to themselves, they become grounded in their self-worth. They become grounded in graceful confidence and they, they get to show up in the world as I believe Allah created them to, which is through Ihsan. Steep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sounds... And it's it's subhanAllah, like even though a lot of even though I say that we have faith, I have faith as part of the work, I always say in my dua to Allah for anyone that I work with, Allah, bring her home to herself and bring her home to you. And it's always incredible to me how every single woman, regardless of where she is in her faith, Mm. comes closer to a lot in some sort of way, even though in the work, we're not saying pray or fast or there's no faith dictation, mm. but just the act of knowing Allah, mm. knowing who you are to Allah, mm. that shifts your relationship. That shifts your ability to be able to speak to him, make dua to him, cry out to him, tell him how broken you feel by a particular situation. That is a game changer. Because when you know that you have Allah mm. through everything, mm. then you you're it's like I, I know you kind of you, like we couldn't we shouldn't really see Allah, but like you've got the best ride or die, like through everything He's yeah, there 100. for you. He's and and you know also that you are worthy mm. to ask of Him and to seek Him 
and to come close to him regardless of what you have done. You're right, man. And regardless of where you are. You know, so most of, are most the women that you deal with Muslim women? Majority, 99%. Okay. Um, I have had non-Muslims. Okay, so, so let's, let's stay on the bulk majority, mm-hmm. which is the Muslims, right? The Muslim women that you've dealt with, would you say in terms of, I know, unless you have data at hand, how, how many of them come to you or your services as a result of trauma or abusive relationship? Is that the majority as well? Trauma does form a lot of... Um, that could be obviously sexual abuse and that kind of things as well. Not Psychological really. abuse, domestic abuse. Um, it's interesting because what we consider to be trauma mm. is like what you just suggested, but... Trauma can be something as simple as being a five-year-old in a supermarket and you've lost sight of your parent. And that's traumatic for a, for, for a five-year-old because oh. now they're lost and they're sad. and they're, So they, they, they hold on to that event as traumatic. Oh my God, I'm lost. No one loves me. Where is my mother? Where's my father? And I know for us as adults, it's like, but that's nothing. That's like, get over it kind of thing. But in that moment that child has a belief and that very belief can carry them through the rest of their life, which is deep. Are you telling me something as what appears to be perceptively insignificant can have long-term trauma on someone? Yes. You've actually dealt with those cases? Yes. And I've, I've had my own work done that has revealed that certain, certain like, instances in my life have have led to me believing certain things about myself that have led me to show up or to to not show up in the world um and it's 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 incredible because you wouldn't you wouldn't think that something like that would have stopped being stored but here's the thing your our minds right we've got the conscious mind mm which we think is like runs the show. But we've got uh, our unconscious mind, which is like the bit beneath the surface. So you've got the iceberg, the tip of the iceberg, and then you've got everything beneath it, right? Mm. We know that the biggest part of the iceberg is beneath the surface of 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 the water. That's our unconscious mind. Our unconscious mind stores every single memory from the time of our conception. So everything that's ever happened to us and it starts to make connections with things. So let's say... Um, can, I tell, can I tell you a story about me? I don't know. I, I don't know. This podcast feels like a, a counselling session. Yeah. It's deep. It's like a counselling I feel like telling Sister Leinka like bare like issues I had when I was a kid. <laughs> no, but like, for instance, let's say that your father looked at you in a certain way. My dad looked at me bare ways different yes. from I was growing so up. So your father may have looked at you in a certain way. Actually, when he had and, one look, and, it was this then, one. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I swear down, it was that look. Okay. It was much bigger than that. Okay. But let's say your father had a particular look when you got things wrong. That happened as well a lot. A lot, right? And you took that look, your young self mm. translated that look to, I'm not good enough. Now, any, t- okay, this is not meant to be a session out here, but... It's fine, as long as you're not going to invoice me after. No, but, okay. but what you don't recognise is that that belief of I'm not good enough has stays with you. 
So that every single thing, every single challenge, you might stop yourself from doing certain things. You might stop yourself from going certain places. A job interview might come up and you'll say, nah, nah, nah. Uh, a university, something might come up and you're like, mm, mm, mm. Da, 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 da. You question yourself as, ah, oh, you know, you doubt yourself. All of that comes from that first belief you had that you're not good enough. Okay, there's going to be people watching or listening to this podcast thinking, cool, we appreciate that these things exist and these yes. cases exist, but come on, you're just creating a generation of fairies and, and, and like, get over it. If, if, if your dad gave you a big look like that, all this, you know, I'll be honest with you, my, my dad, may Allah, uh, may Allah bless him and preserve him, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean he, he was known as, uh, as a disciplined man. And, yes. and, and so he raised the boys the way he was raised and he was raised by his uncles, right? We got the unadulterated love from mum. Of course. Yeah, I need that unquestionable love from mum. And then the discipline came from dad. And that was the looks, that was the beats, that was, that was doing it, right? Everything, yep. That was everything. And by the way, I say this with like... Um, I, Everyone up, knows it, yeah. yeah. Upon reflection, I see it as those things that my dad did to me, or, or did to the boys, my brothers and I, it was, it was because it came from a good place. It, at 99.9% of the time, we were in the wrong. Um, and I'm ever so grateful for my dad. Mm-hmm. However, that said, some would say that, look, if you're going to take an experience like your Someone leaving leaving you in Morrison's Isle or something, and that's gonna and that affects how you perform in an interview. That's a stretch, surely. But here's the thing: you, as an adult, yeah. you've got issues in your life, but you don't realize <laughs> where they come from. That's the thing, and that's the issue. So you see, I invited so you onto a podcast. That's that's to do a session of me. I'm I'm just you. You asked for it. Right? Oh, cool. Oh, go but for what it, go I'm for saying it. is, like, you don't. We don't know where some some issues come from. Okay, so should I give you a personal example so that I was gonna give, no, I was gonna give you one. No, no, I'll give you a personal example. It's something that recently came up for me because from in the work that I do, okay. it's really important that I allow myself to be in the client seat. Okay, because I feel like that allows me to come from a place of integrity. Yeah, like how are you saying you're helping people and you're not even working on yourself, mm. kind of thing. So I. I'm committed to continue to work on myself, even though I'm helping people to work on themselves. Mm. So I recently um, wanted to obliterate uh, emotional eating. Okay. Right. And in the work that, in the kind of like discovery work that I did, my, the, the core issue yep. from my emotional, well, let's say the, the, the first instance this happened yep. was when I was two years old. I was in Nigeria. So you linked you linked it back to that. I was born in Nigeria. So I lived in Nigeria until I was around two. Um, and my mother used to go out to work. And she would leave me with my grandma. My mom would go to work and I'd be bawling my eyes out. And my grandma would bring me onto her lap and feed me beans. Mm. And I loved beans. And from that moment, my little two-year-old mind made a connection that food is the comfort when you're sad. So I grew up, I didn't, obviously you don't remember this because you're two. No one remembers anything mm. from when they're two. But my unconscious mind has stored this belief. So I'm growing up, every time I'm sad now, I'm eating cake or I'm eating this, I'm eating chocolate, I'm eating crisps. Okay. And for, for me, you can carry, most people carry on and it's not an issue in their life. But I'm like, this is not healthy. Like, it's not healthy for me to keep using food as a source of comfort. But it came from childhood, that event when I was two years old. When did you realize that? When did you make that connection? I had a session. I had a session with a, a therapist. Really? Yeah, yeah. You know, when I was in year six, yeah, and you know, end of the, 
I don't know, man. This is, and I'll say, I'll, I'll think about keeping this in, in afterwards or not. When I was in year six, we, obviously we had an end of year trip. We all went to a Thorpe Park and the whole year went. And I remember I lost my teacher and the group that I was with. And I couldn't find him. Um, I was really scared. I actually cried. I thought that the school culture's left and I'm now stuck in Thorpe Park on my own. Felt abandoned. Literally abandoned. Um, and I think one of the most happiest times in my life is when I saw my teacher. And um, I don't know I don't know what I've connected that to what's happened in my life. Maybe, maybe not. It's not necessary. But that particular memory stands with me. It's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always important to, for us to know. And this is, I always say this, no matter what memories you go back mm. to or whatever, what comes up, Always know that the people in your life were doing the best that they could with what they had available to 100, them. 100, Right? I mean, I've said it on various times. I legitly would have been in prison if I'm not being for my dad. See, he beat you down to keep you Straight off road. Up. Think my dad used to drop me off from school, pick me up, and he said to me, until I'm dead, I'm going to ensure that I pick you up and drop you off because I don't want you to be using that trip from finishing school to yard to be getting into problems because you're causing it. So then I rebelled at a time in school because you weren't yeah, letting because, me. Yeah, that was the only place that you had that. Exactly. That I, I didn't have that freedom. Yeah. So but anyway, upon reflection. It was, I, love. It was, it, love. It was 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 love. Oh uh, that was a mad digression. But anyway, let's let's pull it back now. Yeah. Yeah. Back to self-transformation. Yeah, Back to self-transformation. Let's say, obviously, you know, Honest Tea Talk, that particular episode about marital intimacy and the various other topics. One area where Muslim women are becoming increasingly apparent um, is the social media space, right? Yeah. Uh, and podcasts kind of fall within that space, right? Yeah. Um, and there is a feeling, I mean, let's not lie about it. There's a feeling amongst many Muslim men, right? Is that, look, you know, there's a space where men... Muslim men can talk about X, Y, Z, practically everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should sisters really be in that space? Is it right for them to be in that space? Um, do you feel that the parameters should be different or should it be the same when it comes to uh, public platforms and talking about these issues? I think the law of Is- the laws of Islam govern both genders, mm. right? In terms of maintaining haya, in terms of just the ground rules, yeah. um, with regards to just conduct, yeah, you know, there's there's the rules of conduct are the same, right? Okay, there are some rules with regards to women mm. in terms of you know perfume and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, um, and we and let's be real, like they they are there to to safeguard us. Absolutely. Um, and safe, safeguard both genders, mm. right? Now, when it comes to women, m- women being out there and men feeling uncomfortable, I'm always curious, what are you uncomfortable about though, specifically? Because you can say, oh, I don't like it or women shouldn't, but you need to articulate, what is it that you're really uncomfortable with? Are you uncomfortable with seeing a woman? Does that make you feel like heebie-jeebies in front like inside you and if that's the case and it's not the woman what did you say heebie-jeebies heebie-jeebies i don't even know like i, th- I think i got that from one of my kids <laughs> <laughs> heebie-jeebies heebie-jeebies you're like feeling it. something inside you okay fair enough right so that's something that you need to address in yourself stop them heebie-jeebies 
Stop it. You, you got to sort out whatever's going on inside you. Yeah. That's not the woman. Yeah. That's her triggering something inside you that you need to address. Mm. So I, I would say that. But if you're, if you, if you, if you kind of, you're for coming from like a faith stance of ghira, because there's ghira is real. You know, it's not about locking women away. It's about having healthy jealousy for mm. your women folk you don't want any old man to be talking to to your woman any old way 100. right yeah so there is that protection that masculinity of protecting now there's a difference between protecting and now shutting women away mm. and i think it's about striking a balance for us as women mm. i think having gone through times and periods where we've been shut down for yeah. so long some of us have decided like we're just going to go full throttle and not give a damn we do have guidelines we do have you know we do have um ways to safeguard ourselves and i think it's for all of us male and female to check ourselves anyway like mm. what is the state of my heart i'm talking about her i'm talking about him mm. but where am i am i even checking myself the way i'm checking her like am i checking like you're saying that, oh, she shouldn't this and she shouldn't do that. But what are you doing in your private spaces? What's what what's your relationship with your with your Lord? What's the state of your solar? What's like where are you? Because it's so easy to to pinpoint everyone else when you are a mess. Mm. And I always say, fix your mess. No, no, one hundred, hundred percent. How would you um, how, how would you respond to? Okay, let let's put aside that there is. Quite clearly, I mean, we've seen it on our podcast when we've had sisters on and female guests. We've been talking about it when you raised with me that look the kind of comments that you get when you've had rappers on yes. who are who are involved in so much um, um, haram, clear cut, right? Yeah. Uh, and you've had sisters on or a sister on who doesn't do nowhere next to what some of the guests that you've had. The 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 comments are starkly different in very understanding and compassionate towards. Uh, Individuals who are in clear-cut haram industries and lifestyles and, 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 and glorify and make a, have made an, a killing of it And then you have someone who doesn't do that But, you know, it is starkly very, very different But let's put those kind of savage comments Which are, let's be frank about it, they're haram Mm -hmm. Right to say these sisters are soldiers of shayateen, and you know, you know, and, you know, the men are dayuth and all this kind of, you know, there's this. Let's put all of that aside. Yeah. How would you respond to then? Maybe one of my feelings, and that is a general discomfort that non-Muslim men and even perverted Muslim men just start. Knowing and seeing about stuff which could have been avoided, mm. um, you know that 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 yeah, we're not saying that these things don't exist, but the fact that we've opened uh, a gateway now to have these conversations, um, what can end up happening, Sisalinka, is that conversations become loose, and then and and then certain lines and parameters get blurred because you've opened a, a Pandora's box now, right? Something mm. that started off as genuine and sincere, and something that had to be discussed. To now it's become, you know, not that I'm saying that's happened by the way. I'm just saying that. What would you think about that? I like when you when you were just talking. I I was I think I thought back to the intimacy episode of Honesty Talk and yeah. how you know what discussions have happened mm. uh, and taken place from there, and how there are some 
perverted there have been some perverted comments mm. um either ab- about us uh as the hosts on the show um but it's also important to remember that youtube is a playground for everyone to be who they would never be in, in the real life yeah definitely because it's it's really really intriguing to me that on our Facebook, so we have the episodes, every single episode is published on our Facebook group, mm. our Facebook page, as well as on our YouTube channel. Mm. We only get the nonsense on YouTube because anyone can hide behind any any kind of persona on this YouTube. This is true. But no one would do that on Facebook. On Facebook. Where there's genuine profiles. Where, there's, where there are genuine profiles. So what does that really say? What, for me, that indicates that it won't come from a right place. It won't even come from it a right place in the first right place. place. To be honest, yeah, definitely. You know, the the comments that we get on 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 Facebook are genuine. Let's talk about this, uh, like and and people who are really intrigued to know the answers or to who have questions or want clarification or even give nasiha. Mm. And it's not. It's really important for us to to understand that there is space for nasiha. Mm. Not every person who gives nasiha is a hater, as we can. It's easy to say, oh, well, you're just a hater. Because you put something up on your Instagram recently about um, this whole only God can judge me or no one can judge me kind of thing, isn't it? And, and while you were talking, while you were literally saying about those who are commenting like that, they should check themselves. But at the same time, I'm glad you said that obviously there is a space for nasiha and, there is a and space enjoying for good and forbidden evil. Yeah, that. that is still a fabric of our deen. Yeah. Enjoying the good and forbidding the evil is still a fabric of our deen. And alhamdulillah for it, because we need people to check check us. Absolutely. We need people to 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 be that mirror and say, do you know what? I can see you slipping a bit. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? Is everything okay? But that is not where most people come from. Most people come <laughs> from, Astaghfirullah haram. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. No one, very few people actually come, slide into your DMs with genuine nasiha. No, very few people come sending an email and saying, do you know what, sisters? There's something that's like I've seen mm. that I really want to put out in heart, like from my heart. Yeah. We've had people who have threatened us with shuyukh, we will tell the shuyukh about you. We will get a fatwa about you because what you, you are misleading the ummah. I'm like, wow, wow, wow. If there's any way that we are not going to listen, it's because you're delivering it like that. <laughs> True, like it's yeah, not yeah. even necessarily what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah, no, 100, and, and we have a way to give nasiha in the deen. And have you had have you had grounded nasiha since Honest Tea Talk? We have maybe like three groundedness he had and there was a point in one one of our episodes uh with uh, we brought a guest on Miami and she was talking about her life after abuse and there were some things that she said that Mm. we had missed in the editing and when we there had been some people reached out to us privately and said you know what there were some things that she said that seems like that that is not something that the ethos that we think that you are promoting okay. and we want you to check check in it and we listen to it again and we're like man how did we how how did we miss that so i put a public statement out to say this is what she said this is what we had thought she had meant and this is what she had clarified she meant mm. and please forgive us for our you know for our oversight, oversight yeah. so do you see what i mean like no, no, we're, no, not no, no, of course, we're not above advice we're not either and accountability because yeah, yeah. and we need to keep each no, other accountable um even though there were some people like ah people need to just get over themselves you know it wasn't that big a deal but for us it was really important because we have a role to play 
we know that we are playing a massive role and it's not to take that for granted because even though I don't like the word, we are influencers. We are influencing people to think and feel a certain way, to see things from a certain angle. And as in that role, and I think it's a massive, um, it's a massive responsibility. We need to be checking ourselves and have people who love us, care us, care for us, want good for us, checking us too. Because we're, we're, you know, when you're in it, you're blind to it. Uh, 100. Right. You're just in your own head. You're in your own head. You don't see the blind spots. And Nasiha needs to be grounded from that position. Yes. It needs to, you know, whenever the Prophet said Adina Nasiha, it was from the perspective of the Akhirah. Yes. This life and the next, most importantly, the next. Yes. So, so if advice and comments and contributions and feedback, critical or not, private or not, is not coming from that place, I would highly question whether there is, it can even be regarded as Islamic yeah. advice, to be honest. I mean, people were just like, throw it all in the bin. Nothing you're doing is good. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, um, uh, on the topic of influencers, since you kind of disliked it, but yet you coined yourself as one, right? Um, and without necessarily naming any specific social media influencers or anything, you disengage on social media sometimes, don't you? You switch uh, off? Yeah, very. You, you, you had a recent one, right? You had a recent I, do, sabbatical. I do it all the time. I, I, do, I, I, have a week, I have monthly social media fasts. Okay. Um, then I watched a particular documentary on a particular platform. About social media And I was like How how can we not mention them by name? Because I don't know if I'm allowed to So (laughs) Social Dilemma Netflix Yeah that's the one So I watched that And I was like Okay So I'm just going to just Get off social media So I deleted all social media From my personal phone Yeah And um, Then we saw That was impacting my work Okay And my because your work is intrinsically linked to that. Yes, it's intrinsically right? intrinsically linked specifically more to, to Instagram. Yeah, exactly. And when Layinka is absent from Instagram, that affects work. our work. And my uh, my creative director was like, okay, sh- should we just give you a timetable? Like that you, yeah, yeah. days you want to come on, yeah, yeah. So you install it and then uninstall it if that's what you want to yeah, do. Yeah. So, but for me, the monthly social media fasts was that they were a way for me to become... Um, just recalibrate to and recalibrate shut up from the world because my my dms are like the oh my goodness really yeah oh. sometimes i'll go see the numbers and then just log back off because it seems very which uh, my dms was that, <laughs> that interesting man yeah it's and you know it's interesting some sometimes people just want free advice yeah and i'm like okay you got to straddle between Free advice and actually, this is my work. Do you yeah, want to yeah. invest in yourself, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing? Um, I love it. I, lo- I love when Muslims expect freebies. I love it. It's so you, cute. you gotta, you gotta. There is number. No, there, there is that give bal- them credit. Yeah, there, there is that, there is that balance between not hurting their feelings and, and just keeping it real. And then this is about the Lizzie, and you need to make your pee. Yeah, and and you know sometimes I'm like, okay, this is the thing. Da 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 da. And if you really want to do the real work, because. I can't advise you and now this is going to change your life yeah. for some it actually can be life-changing but if you want to do the real work then here's how we can you know jump in my emails kind of thing I prefer emails over dms anyway yeah. so um I it was just a way for me to recalibrate have a break from social media world and to just recenter myself what's the longest sabbatical you've had off social media mm. I think almost a month. Really? Yeah. Uh, were you were you were you clucking and cold turkey to begin with or anything? No, 
Because uh, no, no, I, I delete all the apps and I'm good. As long as it's, it's like out of mind, out of sight. Okay, because okay, so, you're not seeing it on your phone. Yeah. It's not, oh, that's wicked. Just, would, yeah. would, you, would you encourage this and advise this to other influencers? I advise it for every human who is addicted to social media. And, and let's be real, we're addicted to social media. Yeah, yeah, let's be real. Um, I advise it for your own mental and mm. emotional well-being. Because so much comes from social media consumption comparing yourself to other people yeah um so that's why there's been a decline in in like emotional health uh mental health and depression in increase in suicide, suicide anxiety depression yeah. um and all of these things so kind of disconnecting to reconnect that's how i see it disconnect from the the social like media world mm. to reconnect with yourself reconnect with your lord reconnect with the people in your life like there are actually human beings you can speak to in your home for most people Definitely. um and for most people they're not speaking to yeah, those it's people mad, it's madness. and it's 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 kind of weird it is, it is. right so i i say to people do do that for your own well-being but know why you are doing it because some people mm. are like yeah yeah, I'm just going to delete all the social yeah. media. And they delete it and they're like... I let the world know as well. Yeah, I'm and then they're like, out. what do I do now? Yeah, that's... So knowing, like, have a game plan, yeah, not yeah, just to yeah, just yeah. go rago and, and it's, expect... It's mad that it's become be. that real, isn't it? It's uh, Sometimes I wonder yeah. to myself, like, sometimes even some, when, I've, when I have a link up with some of the brothers and some friends and uh, we've gone out somewhere to eat, there's seven, seven men, eight men on their phones. Yep. So, and sometimes I'm just looking, I'm like, rah. We could just do this yeah, in our homes. Exactly. We, we, we've actually got to that stage now where literally people are glued onto their phones. And I know of people close, just upstairs on their phone, especially the youngers. I'm yeah. telling you, just on the phone. Yeah. And, 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 and you've got an entire family growing up, you know, you know in the background. And yeah. it's crazy stuff, man. It's scary stuff. It is very scary stuff. <laughs> Social media influencers, um, obviously there's been a massive craze as well in the last three, four, five years of, of sisters in, 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 in particular industries, right? Yeah. Um, and sadly, unfortunately, sometimes we've seen it, oh, we've seen it even with some brothers, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, very prominent individuals who created profiles and, and you know, their spiritual uh, relapses or their spiritual weaknesses and errors then become an apparent it becomes a shift in the style. So they start off either modest or Islamic or something like this. And then years later, once they've created a big name, unfortunately things become un-Islamic. Now, obviously without throwing shade or, you know, or having a go at people's own spiritual journeys, is there any bit of advice that you can give to um, both brothers and sisters in that space, right? Yeah. Who, who, who survive of creating content and, yeah. and, 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 and survive of literally, I mean, whether they want to admit it or not, it's become their life, yeah. right? Uh, and the deliverables of success and the metrics of success are the numbers, yeah. right? And there is increasing pressure, uh, especially for our sisters who are in uh, in the fashion industry or whatever it is, that to gain that next level success, certain compromises have to be made, right? Mm. What would your advice be to, you know, Brothers and sisters in that space. I think, Whether it be the couples who do their things. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's that game called when they do that? What's it called? I don't even know. Oh, I'm really not on social media like that. Oh, 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 so we know you're sick, right? I mean, <laughs> but, but, honestly, but, I don't, I don't okay, even. But, 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 I don't the, even the, the couples' goals, yeah, the hijabi yeah. tutorials, the yeah. brothers doing the gym, and yeah. all, all of that. All those people who are fixated and are literally living off their. What's your advice to them? Okay. So, to, to not transgress those boundaries. So for me, 
you know, whenever I see anything, to be honest, I never know about these issues firsthand because until? I follow these people until I see like a hoo-ha going on somewhere on social media. I'm like, oh, what? Who, what happened? Do you know how I know that's true? When I went to your Instagram, right? I looked at who you're following. You're not following any of the madness. No. And that's what, that's what I mean by I'm really not involved in that world. I see on Facebook and people are like, oh my God. And did you know this? And I'm like, oh, what? Who? And then I have to Google it because I don't know. Because you need to get into what's going on. And I'm like, oh, okay. For me, when I see anything, anyone slipping, apparently... What if it's apparent though? What if the slip is apparent? The reason why I say apparently because there are many of us slipping and you don't know it because we're still presenting in a certain way, right? But what, what I'm saying, whenever I see someone slipping, mm. regressing, or however we want to define it, public, pu publicly, publicly, yeah, with access to millions, my immediate thing is, Ya Rab, guide her, guide him. And guide me. I mean, and I say, Allah, ground me, so that I can stay in a place where You are pleased with me. Because we never know who that could be for. We think those of us who are practicing or whatever, we think that we are safe, mm. but we actually forget that our iman is in. No, no, no. no that, we're not the, safe. The, you know, we're not safe. We're not it safe. could be any one of us. For me, I'm like. I could be next. Oh my goodness. I need to check myself. Where am I? What's my status? I actually look at myself. I see yeah. someone and I look immediately at myself and say, what is my state? Could this be my fate? Look, man, the story of Barsisa tells us no one's safe. No one is safe. No so safe. that's the first thing. The second thing, what you were saying earlier about success, it's for all of us to define what success is for us. Swan. Right? Yeah. Because if success for you is being sponsored by L'Oreal, yeah. then we know that there are certain hoops, there are certain things, there are certain things that you have to drop yeah. in order to um, be acceptable and palatable to the puppets yeah, yeah. of that industry. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it's for you, it's for us to check again ourselves how am i defining success is success for me seeing the likes on instagram is success for me being sponsored by the that that what and for what purpose though mm. what is the purpose if i'm saying i want to be sponsored by these big brands yeah for what purpose is that going to be money that i'm happy to have am i looking at maybe my family is this what i want them to aspire to and for me it's again ch checking ourselves it's always, so anyone's listening, just check yourself. Check how you are defining success. What have you de decided are the barometer, the, the barometer or the criteria for success for you? Because I know for me, success isn't in the numbers. So I, that's why we, do, I know like my, my business and stuff. We're you probably, you got, we're probably she like, says that, but she's got numbers. we're really like, probably really buckwass, right? <laughs> Like really, really like no. nonsense and silly. This is a but, as well. No, I, and I say that because I don't know the data. Someone will ask, so how many? I'm like, don't know, don't know how many followers, don't know how many. My kids, I've got two teenagers. They will go on the Instagram. Rama, yeah. go you on. got thirteen k. They're they're the ones who are hyping me up. I swear you're sixteen. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I have. No, I'm like, oh, is it? 
that's good mashallah alhamdulillah alhamdulillah but i don't i don't attach success to that for me success is the results that i'm getting from my ladies that's it have you ever had brothers approach you for advice and help in self transformation there have have been some and i say sorry i can't help you really yeah i don't work with brothers okay do you signpost them anywhere if you know anyone who does awesome work like i do okay then let me know and then i'd love to actually have a, a bank of men who mm. i can refer men to because right now i don't have any um so if any brothers like watch and they know of amazing coaches or whatever not on it no uh yeah send, send like send the details i will do some background checks and 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 refer on i am big on referring on if someone isn't a, a, like a fit for me so for instance someone has like severe mental health issues i will not work with you because i feel like there are qualified people to support you in that so i'm not going to say yeah i work with everyone because i don't but i will sign post i don't say well no but for men i'm like mm, no I, I can't work with you. Can I might be able to give some advice, but I can't work with you. Can you send them my way? My DMs are a bit empty in that. But are you going to help them? I'll try. Yeah, if you know a qualified. Oh, um, okay. All right, okay. Fair enough. Qualified, <laughs> qualified peeps. That would be cool. Fair. Um, look, and if we don't have that many men, yeah. Can the mandem please? We like the men are suffering out there. Please get onto the bandwagon and like. Because, because because a lot of brothers uh, a lot of the brothers and the man they, they, they do see this to be an eff- effeminate trade it, like a, it's, it's like a like it's like a do you understand what i'm saying yeah it's yeah like, like, like to talk, what, talking about feelings talk about feelings talking about what t- makes you down your insecurities and oh gosh i have too much to say on that okay go on and say it then <sighs> no, but, 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 we need more but if you have if you have a generation of men always talk about the insecurities it's a layinka. who's going to be the rojul in the family who's going to be the you know what I mean who's going to be but here's the thing someone here's, is, here's so- the misconception people and this is the this is the problem with uh, not necessarily toxic max masculinity All but right. a warped form of masculinity that if you are a man man mm. you don't talk about your feelings okay. but my view my personal view is that men actually are emotional extremely emotional beings but society has said man up don't cry mm. be, be a man mm. Who, who's got time for that you need to go out and, and earn mm. you haven't got time to talk about feelings right i believe that men have been really handed the the a, a, a really really bad deal Mm. With regards to emotion Because in saying that Women are emotions What are you saying about Allah That only Allah only made Like the Prophet Ali wasalam, Is extremely emotional He was extremely Quite. connected And he was the best of humankind So what are we saying That like all of you man them Who want to be like The Prophet Ali wasalam, Check in with that part of the Prophet Okay. okay, look, when the Prophet shed tears and in the seerah and, 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 and in the books of the Sahih Sitta, there's, there's many, many narrations where Prophet Sallam, you know, his beard was drenched, yes. you know what I mean, from crying. And soft heart. Soft heart. Um, he was a warrior, he was a leader, he was a father, exactly. he was, you understand? But the, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, if we, if, if men start, okay, let me, let, me, let me word this correctly because, you know, we have to think about these things. <laughs> <clears throat> If we have a generation, or if it becomes trendy for men to talk about uh, emotional stuff and insecurities and, 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 and as many struggles and challenges that they're facing in their life, and 
these things, it becomes a normal practice to talk about these things, um, especially with the knowledge of your wife or your children or you know, it, it, it could create, it could send a signal of weakness and weakness can be taken That's for granted. That's the issue. That's the issue. The issue that no, the, talking about your emotions means that you are weak. No, Whereas be, we women, let's let them, because men maybe have not heard it from a woman before. But they can be weaponized. That we see a man being able to tap into his emotions as being a great strength. Really? A great strength. Especially in a society where men are told that they should not be doing that. But here's the thing. What is the purpose of doing that is in order for you to be stronger, not to and better not, yourself so, and yeah. better yourself. Yeah, it's not course. about, Oh, woe is me. My life is so hard. Oh my God. Look at my life. It's actually, okay. Do you know what? I've got these insecurities. I don't want to project these insecurities onto my wife, or I want to be able to be a, a, a really emotionally connected person so that I can pass that onto my sons, onto my daughter. I can actually have a, a beautiful relationship with the people in my life. Mm. That is the result of emotional intelligence, emotional, like uh, emotional literacy. Be, and emotional, the thing is when men lock down and shut down their emotions, they struggle to, 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 to um, recognize emotions in other people and empathize with other people and they struggle to handle other people's emotions. So when a woman is crying, oh, okay, just take a tissue, you know, just, just mop it up, mop it up. You can't handle her, you can't even hold, and she is in turn thinking, bloody hell, I just wanted him to listen to me. Like he can't even listen to me. He can't even be there for me when I need him. Do, do you see what I mean? And that's because he can't deal with emotions because he hasn't learned to deal with his own. Okay. Drop mic. Uh, that was pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I, and so it's not about men becoming snowflakes. Yeah. It's actually men becoming wholesome. Whole. Okay. Yeah. You heard that, brothers? So um get get get, get into get into the game, man. Get Fix into up. the game. Yeah, so, 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 sort sort yourselves out. So let them water wells. Let, let the water run. wells run um, yeah, and yeah. your woman will love you more for it. Okay. And if it if that doesn't work, you know exactly who to be DMing with complaints. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I I you know it's it's about having balance. Yeah, yeah. Right? So let's say a woman is just like oh. you mm. think there's something wrong with her, you know? Mm. But when a man is only oh, it's seen to be normal, yeah. but we're whole beings. Yeah, which yeah. We, sh we, sh we have both sides, Definitely. that masculine side and that feminine side, the energy we have, we all have that. So mm. we all have the ability, a woman has the ability to grind and be on her hustle, but also to be able to be soft. Mm. And a man can be on his hustle and on his grind and also be able to be soft. And that's beautiful to I, have both. I, I, I want to ask you a particular scenario, situation. I don't know if you've ever experienced this. I really wanted to ask you. And I, I, have you ever met sisters yeah. practicing God-fearing Muslim women uh, who are in marriages? Um, their husbands are fulfilling those fara'id uh, which is expected from them. So for, let's, let's even put the necessities aside. Let, let's put the fact, you know, a home to call her own without the in-laws. Um, I like that addition. 
with this we have yeah. to put, we have to we have to put that clause in you know what i mean um so um so, so there's that you know, yeah. you know providing sufficiently clothes food you know um you know letting her visit her her parents um you know regularly never yeah. putting her in a situation where she has to choose between you or her not being stingy with your wealth so have you ever met sisters who have had all these things from their husbands and their spouse mm. but they are still unhappy because the husband's not emotionally yes on point yeah do you think that's fair though? <laughs> well, like, like, is, she, well, is, she, is she asking for too much? Like, well, like, is, that, is, is that fair though? Yeah, it is fair. Why? Because uh, she she has that as a right. You know, in terms of that connect. Maybe that's how she feels that she feels loved or she feels like he's she can connect with him. Oh, and, and it's interesting because we got, we get so many questions from the, emotional intelligence no in, emotional in, intimacy episode on honesty talk about this like oh my god you know like i just don't feel connection with my like he doesn't talk or he's he's like this oh he doesn't even get me or he doesn't like the, whilst providing everything yeah. that the religion says he needs to provide yeah paper. yeah you think it's fair what makes it unfair that you know, at the end of the day, the sister should see it as you know. At the end Shut of the up day, and put up. No, 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 no. I didn't. That then words didn't come out of my mouth. They didn't come out of my mouth. That I'm working, I'm grinding to make sure the queen has a good life, right? Yeah. The queen's got a good life. She ain't need to struggle for nothing. Yeah. She's got more than adequate clothes and good ones at that. She's got a home to call her own. Um, ours ain't have to live within laws, right? Yeah. When I say this, I'm. I'm kind of addressing a particular demographic of my mm. audience, which I come from that community. Yeah. yeah? I don't know whether living it with living with in-laws is a West African Nigerian thing. No, at that, all. Is, never. It's not a flex, no. Mm-mm, no, we okay, don't well, that way. <laughs> well, well, there's like a compulsory stretch that most Desi sisters have to kind of do, yeah? Yeah. But anyway, it is what it is. Um, actually, you blah, well, it is. Is it what it is? Is it what it is? <laughs> oh, gosh. You've got the... I like that. Yeah. Okay, okay. But anyway, so, 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 so the brother would be like, look, I'm doing everything... That God has told me I need to deliver for my wife mm. I am providing for her materially I am not depriving her of love and intimacy I'm not making a choose between my family and her family I'm, she, She's frequenting her family as much as possible etc etc Why then now is it becoming a problem That I'm not emotionally intact with her Emotionally intelligent Emotionally connected with her you know what Have I mean? you heard of the five love languages? The five what? Love languages Nah Oh gosh <laughs> What's the five love languages? It's like, what are you doing? How do you not know about the five love languages? Well, I didn't know Will Smith's wife, so I think it was downhill from that point, really. What's the five languages of love? Okay, what so... Yeah, so... Okay. Almost in. We get it, mate. Okay, carry on. So, what's the so five? So, the five love languages are different ways people uh, show and receive love. Let's hear this. Right? So, gosh, man, we're really educating today. Okay, so most of us... Show love oh, crap. the no, way <laughs> people are gonna be watching. They're thinking this is. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what people are gonna think of me after this. You know what I mean, but I'm being honest. Sister Linka it's, has it's this. Good. It's it's good that you you know. Alhamdulillah. Okay. It's, it's good. So, so the five languages. So, of love. who created this language, by the way? It's a a, a guy called uh, Gary Chapman. He observed. Why do I need to take this guy seriously? If you want a good life. Oh come on. So, okay, just you haven't even let me land. Okay, you haven't let on, me finish. All right, cool. So you've got the five love languages. And most of us give love in the way we would like to receive it. Okay. So one of them is words of affirmation. So I love you. You mean so much to me. You're my queen. You're you, special. You're, my you're queen, the best my, thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And 
Another is gifts. So receive, uh, giving gifts and receiving, receiving gifts yeah, yeah. is another one. Another one is acts of service. So taking the trash out, doing the dishes, doing the laundry, you know, do, doing stuff for them. Uh, you're counting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've got, and then another one is quality time. So just to be able to spend time with that person. Mm. And, and the fifth one is um, physical touch. So, so hugs, kisses. Oh. Oh, 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 just, just. Hugs, oh. kisses, a touch, uh, uh, this, uh, whatever. Most people only give love in the way they like to receive it. So for instance, you can have a man who is great at acts of service, uh, like acts of, uh, acts of service. So he does things for his wife. He, you know, brings home the bacon. He does what he needs to do. Da, 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 da. And she says, oh my God, Abdullah doesn't love me. And he's like, what the hell do you mean? I don't love you. Don't you see how I'm breaking my back for you? Right? So men are generally, mm, some men are great at acts of service and doing things for their wife. But the woman actually is a person of, she likes to be told she's loved. She's a words of affirmation, right? Also the sisters, also the women vary. So everyone varies, okay. right? Everyone varies, but most people don't aren't in tune with their partner's love language. Okay. And so they don't know that actually she doesn't, she, she doesn't vibe with the I love you. She actually doesn't care how many times you tell her she, you love her. She would prefer to just have a new pair of shoes every, every month because hers is receiving gifts. Why are you grinning for Mosin? <laughs> what did you say you almost? Mine's actually about two, three of them. Okay. Yeah, so okay, I got three. So yeah, that's, that's, I think that might be a missing piece for a lot of re relationships in that most people don't even know that their, they know their part, their, their husband or their wife's love language. If you know your partner's love language and you're able to show up for them with that, they will feel loved. Even though you're showing them love in other but ways, an they of, will feel love. There's an element of the spouse or the sister telling the husband that this is her thing, isn't it? Absolutely, but it's... it's man man it's, can't guess it, he's not Mystic No, no, Meg. no, but no, absolutely. But then that comes first from the woman knowing what her love language is first. So okay. she needs to know and then expressing it. But then it's the man's decision whether he's going to enact on it or not. Okay, so, so Georgie boy put this together, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So he's like, so, so it could be like, oh, I don't really, it's really orcs to say I love you. So even though you want me to tell you I love you, I don't really want to do it. So okay. tell me a bit about the quality time one. What, what does that entail? That could just be watching a movie together okay. or even having dinner together without devices. All right, cool. But is... maybe just get the book. Huh? Just get the book. Do you get a commission for it? No. Really? Absolutely not. How much is a book? I don't know. <laughs> Do you have a PDF copy? You can that's astaghfirullah al okay. No, no. no there's, there's a Kindle version. You can buy a Kindle version. Oh, okay. It's probably like uh, right, three ninety nine cool. or something. Oh, right, cool. Um, bringing the podcast to a close. Uh, you know, we're currently observing Black History Month. Um, yes. Uh, the, you know, alhamdulillah, earlier on in the month, we had the launch of the Black Muslim Festival. You were included in the lineup. How's that going? It has been phenomenal. Yeah? How's yeah. the response? I know it's got a lot of media traction, mashallah, mainstream. Lots, lots of uh, media uh, attraction and just the conversations that have been happening on the ground between black Muslims and otherwise 
And also non-Muslims getting an insight like, oh, okay, there's a, you know, there are actually quite a few black, actually there's, there's a real thing. Yeah. Um, having, you know, the black people, black Muslims don't get the greatest of representation. So it's been refreshing to be like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And you never know, subhanAllah, like for some, for a non-Muslim, a black non-Muslim to, to feel like, there's space for them. That's mm. really powerful. Like there's space for me in this religion. Um, and again, we've had that from Honesty Talk. We uh, we had a, a DM from someone who was a black woman mm. who watched the racism episode. And she, she was like, oh my God, I've been reading the Quran and it hurts me to think that there's not space for me in this deen. And I was like, wait, hold on. Let me, let's have a talk. Mm. There is space for you in this religion. How did you come to that? How did you come to that? Um, because when we were talking about racism in, in uh, on the on the episode, we were shared experiences of you know not feeling welcomed in masajid, um, us being asked you know are you like a Muslim are or you a convert? Yeah, are you a convert? Even though some of us are actually born Muslim. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like these little microaggressions that mm. happen, I think she she felt a bit disheartened, and it was for us to say actually. That's not the case. There, there are loads of us, you know. And it's not about being, like, causing a divide. Um, Why are you preempting my questions for? <laughs> I, I was going to ask you that. That's it's not about causing a divide. It's about actually giving voice to the voiceless, even though I don't like that term. But giving That's voice... That's been rinsed, in it? Yeah. And it's not like so we, we, we've never been voice, voiceless. It's just mm. that we've never been given the mic. So we've had our voice, just not a space at the table. And I guess sometimes it's just like, okay, if there's no space at the table, you know what? I'm going to build my own table and you're welcome to come and dine with me if you want. And that was what the Black Muslim Festival is about. It's not this, we're going to create our own festival yeah. and our own table and you can't come. It's like, come, this is our house. Mm. You're welcome. It's free, like free for all. Come, there are like, we do have some adab, like be, 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 have some respect, have some manners as you'd expect across the board, across the board anyway. Yeah. But it's about saying, you know, this is our life. This is our experiences. This is what we've been through. Like last, um, we, we had one of the sister sessions was talking about black hair and we had sisters who weren't black in the session, um, being so fascinated. It's like, wow, we didn't even know that you had struggles like with black hair, you know, and that is such a beautiful way to bring communities together to understand, like, these are our experiences. These are some of the things that we've been through. These are some of the things that our children go through. And to, for people to then, who who may have had issues within themselves about black Muslims or whatever, mm. to, to, to now start to rectify themselves. And I, I have said that it's a, it's a celebration. Because Naima, when she had the idea, she called me up immediately. She's like, oh my God, I want to do this, da, 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 da. but I don't want to do it in Black History Month. And I was like, uh, you need to do it in Black History Month because Black History Month has always been about slavery. Mm. Let's change the narrative. An alter an alternative narrative. Let's change the narrative so that when our children look on Black History Month, it's not going to be about slavery. It's not about time. slavery. It's about look at the accomplishments of our no, scholars. Look yeah, at the look at what we've able to like, look at our contribution to the community. Look mm. at what we've been able to build, what we've been able to start, what we've been able to contribute. And I said, this we can change the narrative of Black history by making history. 
Mm. And so we did. You know, I uh, about 10, 15 episodes, I had a, a wonderful scholar, a teacher of mine, his Sheikh Mohammed Yaffa, his Canadian Sierra Leone. And, and I asked him, I said to him, look, you know, um, you know, when you look at Islamic history, generally speaking, it is North Africa and the Middle East and, okay, the Mughals in India as well. Generally yeah. speaking, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so it follows the Prophet Sallam, the Khulafar Rashidin, the Umayyads, the Abbasids, whatever happened between the Mamluks, the, the Ayyubids, the Ottomans, and, and that's kind of it, mm. right? Don't really hear much about the very many various great sultanates of West Africa and Mali and Chad and, 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 and so forth. Um, however, how would you then counter some critique in the sense that well you don't hear about Arab Muslim festival or South Asian Muslim festival. Am I guessing that but you there is but you know the thing with that, you don't need to create one because you already have the majority of the platforms. So what why do what well, okay. <laughs> Oh, so, 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 so basically what you're saying is that there's no, it wouldn't make sense to have an Arab Muslim festival because they already dominate what's... We know about Arab history. We know about Arab contribution. We know who came up with coffee, right? And yeah. algebra. Yeah. We already know these things, right? So it's not like there's, there's, it's, it's amplified. And so now we are, we are shining a spotlight mm. on a group of people in the Muslim community who are often marginalized, are often seen as less than. Mm. Um, you know, when you think of a, a teacher, you think of an Arab or an Asian, not necessarily a, a, a black person. Mm. When you think of Mu'addin, you don't think of a black man, generally speaking. And so we're, we're, we're shining light to actually, do you know what? Mm. We, have, we have contributions that we have made to the Ummah and that we can make to the Ummah. And it's been, it's subhanAllah for me, as someone who is black and Muslim, it's it's been incredible to see. Wow, we've got that one, and she's a that one, and he's a that one, and we got, and he's a, and we've got that, and we, and I didn't know the you know the level of contribution and the the the, the depth mm. of richness and excellence mm. in the black Muslim sphere, and for us to shine light on this, we can bring that back into the whole of. The, the you know the the Islamic history the, the community kind of civilization rather kind of thing, yeah. than just it's not meant to be standalone yeah. it's meant to be that is that and remember there's also this so bringing it all in mm. because now our children will see a more holistic and yeah, yeah, yeah. a wider spectrum Definitely. of history Definitely. and it's not to to marginalize well that wasn't even good enough but to see this is all we're all calling to the same. We're all calling to la ilaha illallah. Yeah, yeah. We're all, subhanAllah, striving for the same goal of Jannah al-Firdaus al-A'la. You know, we're all on the same path. Mm. Let us collaborate. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, look, any student of Islamic history and scholarship will generally know uh, that uh, it kind of follows Arab, Persian or Turkic Persian. And that, that and then and if, you, if you look at, the Muslim rule of India, even though there were actually African black Muslim rulers of, of, of the Indian subcontinent, believe it or not, the Sheeds of Pakistan were there since the time of the Umayyads and the Abbasids. Mm. Um, did you hear about the Sheeds of Pakistan? I've heard of them, yeah. Yeah, so the, the, the Sheeds. So it's sad because even amongst some uh, Punjabi circles, the term Sheeda or Sheedi has become a derogative term. Yeah. 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 Where Sheed as a people, they came with the early Muslim generals who actually, so they've been there since the dawn of Islam in the subcontinent, especially the Sindh area. And they're there today, black Pakistanis. In, in, 
absolutely amazing. But they're ethnic they're, black Pakistanis, right? But where are they're, they in the fabric of the society? Yeah, they're marginalized and they're there oppressed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, um, when you look at uh, black history and um, uh, Islamic and um, a uh, black contribution to Islamic civilization and history and so forth, one would say that look, maybe it's not the fault of Arabs. It just happens to be where. Jerusalem is and Mecca is and Medina is and Damascus is and Cairo is it just happens to be that the very early with the exception to Abyssinia right and the Horn of Africa right <laughs> uh, but generally speaking the hubs mm-hmm. right not to say those other places weren't hubs by the way but the, the central kind of hubs with overt religious references because there's hadith about Asham there's hadith about Beit al-Maqdis there's yeah. hadith about uh, Misr there's hadith about Makkah Medina there's hadith about Constantinople there's prophecies about these places yeah. but there ain't them things about Delhi or Silet or like Mogadishu or yeah. like Lagos so like so so naturally but what are we allowing that to mean though no, what we're saying is, no, no, I guess what I'm trying to say to you is that is it a surprise that Islamic civilization and, and, and the study of its history and its accomplishments is dominated by dumb groups because people naturally gravitate towards them areas is because that's people regard widely that's where the kind of religion and tradition started. I can see where one might, um, how one might come to that conclusion. But you still think it's not an excuse. But I, I, I don't think it's an excuse and I think it's really frankly quite ignorant. Okay. Um, you know, because Have you're, you heard that you're, argument you're choosing you're choosing to just you're choosing to focus on history from a particular place. Yeah. That's a choice. And you dismissing, mm. you know, uh, uh Islamic tradition from Africa is a choice and you need to check where that choice is coming from and what you're what you are saying to yourself and feeling within yourself because we've had things like Subhanallah, where um, a black scholar, you know, you would have an, a black African scholar and you need to now check all his tra- credentials. But you wouldn't be doing that with anyone else. Yeah, yeah, Why do you need to be checking his no, credentials no, that's a madness. now? That's a madness. Because they, they won't do that with an Arab scholar or something. You know what I mean? How yeah. long have you been Muslim? What? Like, do you know how many generations of Muslims are in my family? So, but we would never do that with an Arab. Let's be real. We'd never do that with an Arab and we'd never do that with uh, a daisy. We'd never do that. Like, how long have you been Muslim, brother? Like, you, you, would, you just automatically assume. Okay, Lincoln, let me ask you something, right? Where a lot of brothers and sisters from the South Asian community who do make up the majority of Muslims in the UK, yeah. 70% plus, right? Yes. How do you deal with our parents and grandparents who come from a generation who, when they arrived here, they just see black equals Jamaican equals non-Muslim. Mm-hmm. Like my mum, may Allah bless her and preserve her, I mean, when mm-hmm. she went Hajj last year, it was the first time that she saw many, many black women in Hajj, mm-hmm. right? And it's not a case that we deprived her of educating that there's millions of black Muslims. It's like just born. lack of exposure. It's just, it's just, she just didn't know, wouldn't it? Yeah, lack of exposure, And, and, yeah. and so even when she sees a black Muslim, He's like, mashallah, where did you go? Do you understand? But that's not because she didn't think like, you know, that, that there wasn't a Sahabi who was black, who was Bilan, who was so beloved, or that, you know, Abyssinia was the first place of Hijra, or that West Africa has got a rich history of, of Islamic civilization. It's not that, it's just that, it's just the way they've been programmed kind of thing. Yeah. So what a practical advice to third, fourth generation Muslims from the South Asian community who do make up the majority here, who unfortunately have sadly been, whether knowingly or unknowingly, 
indirectly or directly have been the cause of many of these grievances that are being felt by our black brothers and sisters. What would your advice be to those Muslims from that particular community in terms of educating our parents on that? Who, 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 they it's just that they don't know with it. And that's, and that is, you know, that is, I always say to people are doing with the best that they can with what they have. Mm. And if you have lack of exposure to a certain community, lack of awareness of the depth or history of a certain community, you're going to come in a certain way. Yeah. And it, it, it takes someone to check you and to say, Hey, that's not true though. Or that's, didn't you know X, Y, Z? But for those who have parents like that, your first port of call is to just educate yourself, mm. first of all, and know that your job isn't necessarily to change them. Mm. Mm. Um, but to, if if you hear anti-black or racist sentiments, that you come from a place of love in advising them that that, that doesn't run in our, uh, in our religion. Because often... It's, it's from ignorance, right? And it's from just recycled um, notions and sadly, stereotypes. Mm. So, you know, you see a black person, you hear that most black people Criminal are non-Muslims and they're non drug dealers yeah. and da, 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 da. And you come to that conclusion that any black Muslim must have come from that particular background. Yeah. Now it's for that perception to start to be changed, maybe... Uh, start surrounding yourself with more black people diversify your circle yeah um there are so many things that you you can do but i f i feel like it's first for us to check what is going on introspectively yeah, yeah. and and I, I i have said that when um blm um uh, blew up and you know george floyd and all of that i was like my thing was before everyone's like you guys are doing your thing and calling out, check yourself. Black mm. people, check yourselves because we've got issues within our own community in terms of colorism and things like that. Um, and non-black people, check yourselves too. And where, what are your uh, privileges? What are your biases? What What's going on within you? And to be real about doing like that inner work to sort yourself out. Well, have you ever heard the argument that um, black Muslims or, you know, especially in this craze of like, you know, making awareness about anti-blackness and uh, especially within Arab and South Asian communities, uh, that sometimes it may come across that black Muslims have misplaced loyalties to their fellow black African brothers and sisters as opposed to their Muslim brothers and sisters. Have you ever heard that argument? I've heard things like, we're all just Muslim. You shouldn't even say that you're black. But I go out and I'm targeted as a black person. I can't not know that I'm black. You mm. know, I have to, like every day I'm going to check. I, I have to check mm. certain things or there are certain thoughts. Or if if I'm going to go to certain areas, I know that as a black person, as a visibly black Muslim, mm. I need to be aware of my surroundings. You know, and, and these are real lived experiences. Yeah. Um, it's not about saying, oh, you know, I've got greater affinity to um, my black community rather than I have with my Muslim community because my Muslim community actually includes black people. Yeah, yeah.
So even that idea is really warped. No, but in the context of the UK, it wouldn't be warped. It, no, but but then it it's still it's even though they're the the majority of the, the majority Muslims of the institutions, are, the masjid, they're all South Asians. Majority, they're South Asians. Anyway, yeah. But I'm th- I I think of this in terms of the ummah and not like okay, who's the like the the, the who are the majority in my masjid? When I when I walk into a masjid. I'm going there to pray. I'm going there for ibadah. I'm going there for ibadah. I'm not going there to worry about if the majority are Somalis or if the majority are this or the majority. I don't even, I don't care. You shouldn't have to. We shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. Um, So for me, there's not even about having affinity. Mm. There are going to be some things that are very, uh, you know, they, that vibe with me because culture yeah yeah you know and we've all got our culture food clothes this that right that happens with muslims and sikhs and muslims and hindus everyone yeah right i i don't i think that's i, I don't really vibe with that no, i think no Selinka, no. i swear down this was a, a great honor man i i thoroughly it didn't go how i had envisioned so it this did, is cool same i say and sometimes those are the best best podcasts uh i thoroughly enjoyed it for your advice Thank both you. general and specific though not overtly alluded um i i thoroughly enjoyed it mashallah i, I learned a lot um i'll have to look into the five languages of love and all that and i'll have to test the sun and the authenticity of these claims and that wow <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm They're only gonna joking. be those who like, ah, oh, well, non-Muslim, throw it to the wall. No, 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 We can, we can take, take the khair. Yeah, take, take the khair. Absolutely. Um, so basically, we have a kind of tradition with the Blood Brothers podcast, where towards the end of the sh- at the end of the show, we offer our guest uh, three challenges. Um, with sisters, it's not three challenges because one of them is arm wrestle. Uh, so we have two challenges for you. Obviously, being myself, being Bengali, I'd like to uh, to try one of the two options. Mm-hmm. Um, so one is called barn. Um It's a beetle leaf and, and a type of nut uh, With rose petals So it's kind of a sweet and bitter thing uh, But if you don't want to chip your tooth Try Mr. Naga Mr. Naga Now being Nigerian I hope you know Yeah yeah I'll, right. I'll have the Naga Quickly man, That is the uh, That's the That's the The spice yeah Have you tried this before? I have never I have never tried it but I am open to the challenge. Um, Nigerians like hot food, so. I have got zero water left. Okay. I have drunk. I've, I've drunk everything. Okay. So whilst I'm hoping you should be able to handle it, I'm not going to make it too big. Bismillah. Oh, you're let, let, give me your honest thoughts. Bismillah. And the tissue there as well. Okay, let me take that. I hope it's not that bad. I think you might find it tasty. I think it's delicious. So what do you usually have this with? So basically, this is a pickled version of a a, 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 a chili. Oh, it smells nice. Yeah, so we call it naga. I forgot what the English word is for it. We looked at it the other day. I couldn't... What's it called? It's actually her favourite curry, but she doesn't realise. Really? Oh, is That's it? what we order, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go on, try it. That's why it smells so good, huh? Try it. Bismillah. Bismillah. Oh, yes. You like it? Oh, this is wicked. I've got, I got, bear, got bears for you to take back. Oh, wow. You like it? This is wonderful. Wicked, wicked, mashallah. Fried fish with that? Allahu Akbar. Yeah, wicked, wicked. I've got Mr. Naga for you. Salinka, it was an absolute pleasure. <laughs> that was really good. Is it nice? It was an absolute pleasure having you on. Likewise, um, thank I you. wish you all the success uh, in your work and your projects. May Allah accept it from you. Amen. I mean, and... Uh, Inshallah, this should be the first of perhaps another podcast where you may feature. Maybe we can stick to the structure of discussion. 
Inshallah. Inshallah. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, I hope you enjoyed that podcast. There was a, an ocean of lessons. MashaAllah, oh, uh, Tabarakallah. And I hope it was benefit to our listeners and our viewers. Please like this video. Please leave a comment, share it, and subscribe to the Five Pillars YouTube channel. And until next time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Blood Brothers Podcast. Five Pillars of Mad Mamluk Production.